Finally, I am the man with the shiniest wizard! This can only mean now I have all materials in place. Because now everything is in perfectly fine conditioning, all mint condition, sealed in box. If you'd like to buy the shiniest wizard, I can unfortunately give you a 5% discount. Like I said, mint condition. This is a once in a lifetime offer because this is the only item with... Okay, maybe scratch that. Maybe I can give you 10%. Uh, I I I'll speak to you later. Um, thank you. Love you. Bye. Ladies, gentlemen, and ladies, gentlemen, my fictional friends, welcome back to the newest, latest, and greatest episode of the Wrestling With Fiction podcast. The podcast where I pitch to you wrestling storylines from the good to the bad to the damn right insane. My name is Connor, and we are booking something that I've I've been meaning to book for a while, and it's the woman with the shiniest wizard, Lady Kane herself, with the most wholesome video with Kane, Tegan Knox. Oh, oh my God! I, uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I really miss seeing Tegan on television. I know she just came back from like multiple things that we'll get into when we go into the history of Tegan Knox in WWE, but like. She just got put onto the main roster with Shotzi Blackheart. She wins like three championship contenders matches. Doesn't even get a shot at the title. And then is drafted to Raw. And to be honest, I almost forgot that she was drafted to Raw. It's a, it's a hell of a surprise to me. But before we get further into this, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, if this is your second, third, fourth, or maybe you've just randomly stumbled onto this random logo with a giraffe, Subscribing, sharing this episode with your friends and your friendliest friends really helps out the podcast a bunch. And it helps me to do more stupid stuff like that at the beginning. <laughs> so with that, a quick little update before we actually get into the planning and the booking itself. Uh, Wrestling With Fiction is now moving to Sundays, brother, brother. Yes. <laughs> uh, this has kind of been a decision kind of in the making. Uh, I posted this on Twitter and Instagram. So if you follow me on those things, yeah, you'd know that I've been debating on changing the date at some point. Yeah, this is just ends up being a lot more flexible for me. You're still going to get weekly content. It's just going to be a little like a day later and it's just kind of more convenient all around because Full Gear has pay-per-views on Saturdays. Looks like WWE starting to do stuff on Saturdays. It just works out well. <laughs> so with those quick little updates out of the way, uh, personally for me, I think Tegan Knox is someone who is super underrated. I think in terms of like in-ring work, it's just that she's had a lot of situations where she's kind of been on the shelf a lot since signing with WWE. And because of that, we haven't really had a chance to really flesh out the character of Tegan Knox, Because she's had a couple of like really good spotlights, such as the Mae Young Classic, which we'll get into. Uh, a couple stints in NXT UK and NXT. But not quite enough to really solidify a position for Tegan Knox on the card. So I hope this booking will kind of give a chance to kind of change all that. 
kind of established Tegan Knox as a threat in the WWE Women's Division that is already kind of stacked and in, in needing of more main event stars in that division. That's kind of the goal that I'm seeing here for Tegan Knox, just kind of out of the gate. But to really give you context about how I think this could work, I think it's time that we really particularly analyze and look into Tegan Knox's history in WWE in about four minutes. So let's get into this. thing before we get into the history, timestamps for the beginning of the booking or anything you just want to go to will be in the description. So, signing her contract in April 2017, Tegan Knox was originally scheduled to be part of the inaugural May Young Classic, but because of an ACL injury she would end up being sidelined from the tournament. She would eventually return the year after in April 2018 at an NXT Live event teaming up with Dakota Kai. More on that situation later. Several months would pass and eventually she would be announced for the 2018 May Young Classic in August of 2018. She would end up going several stages before losing to Rhea Ripley after receiving another ACL injury. Jesus Christ, Tegan! She would eventually return an NXT live event and would begin a NXT UK program with NXT UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray where she would have a couple of unsuccessful attempts taking on the current, at the time, NXT UK Women's Champion. She would eventually return to NXT in October 2019, where she would end up teaming up with Dakota Kai and having a NXT, my mistake there, Women's, women's Tag Team Championship match against the Kabuki Warriors. During this period, she would also make an on and off stint on SmackDown during the Survivor Series warfare between NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. Also during this period, she would be part of the inaugural NXT War Games match for the women, where she would be sidelined by Dakota Kai with a storyline injury after Dakota Kai would turn heel on Tegan Knox. During this hiatus, she would eventually return again in January 2020, where she would compete to be number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. She would eventually lose and begin building up her feud against rising star of NXT Dakota Kai, where their feud would end up culminating at NXT TakeOver Portland, where she would be unfortunately unsuccessful. This would continue to NXT TakeOver In Your House, where she would team with Mia Yim and Shotzi Blackheart against Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez and Candice LeRae, after this, she would successfully win a number one contenders match at NXT, The Great American Bash, where she would end up facing Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. While she would be unsuccessful, she would eventually get another shot at the number one contendership spot in a NXT Championship Battle Royal, where once again, she would tear her ACL. No! <laughs> No wonder she's called freaking Lady Kane. The amount of injuries she had, she's basically undead at this point. She would eventually return at the Great American Bash the year after in July 2021, aiding Io Shirai and Zoe Starks in becoming the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. She would later in the month, three days later to be exact, team with Shotzi Blackheart and team on the main roster where she would win three championship contenders matches against Natalia and Tamina and not get a shot at the championship. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> Which leads us to currently today, where Tegan Knox has been drafted to Raw as part of the 2021 draft, where she's not been on scene. Oh my god, not been seen on TV since. I'm so shocked by the amount of injuries she's had. Knee injuries! Oh my god. Tegan. Oh, ba baby girl, please. Please be okay. Please be okay. Stop hurting your knee. Oh my god. <laughs> like, those, those are not, those are not great injuries to recover from. Oh my god. See, this is what I'm talking about. Tika Knox, every time it seems like she's getting just like a little bit of momentum, she gets sidelined with like a severe injury. This, not being funny, this feels like the longest period of time we've had Tika Knox in WWE without receiving an injury. And honestly, I'm grateful for it because she's fantastic and she seems like such a like wholesome person. Legitimately, like, if you guys have seen, I know, I doubt. People, a lot of people watch the bump now and again, but I still remember re-watching a clip of Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox seeing Kane after like being praised for her choke slam and being called Lady Kane. It was it was such a wholesome moment. She seems like just a really nice person, you know? Like I, I just feel bad every time I see her get an injury. <laughs> like, come on! Give 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 Tegan Knox a chance. Give Tegan Knox a chance, <laughs> world. And hopefully this is what this podcast will do as we move on from talking about the history of Tika Knox and going into my thought process of what we can do with Tika Knox before the booking. In a little segment I like to call the tagline, which for any fictional friend who is new to this podcast, the tagline is basically my, my summary of the wrestler or competitor of the week. Think of it like a summary that you would see on Netflix, or something you would see on Crunchyroll, or maybe if you're just busy binge-watching Squid Game like I am, that summary of each episode, because god damn it, Squid Game is awesome and it just reminds me of Kaiji, and if you've not seen Kaiji and you like Squid Game, give it a chance! So with that out of the way, ladies and gentlemen, please give me your energy, make me the shiniest wizard around, as I tell myself, the editor of this podcast, to cue the music, future me! So, admittedly... Okay, so as horrible as it is that Tegan Knox has had so many injuries, and it really is horrible, there is a benefit to this. There is a silver lining to all of this. It's that despite her short time in NXT, NXT UK, and even on the main roster, we now have something that a lot of wrestlers do not have in the WWE system, and that is a clear established strength and weakness and history to the character. Certainly, there are certain other wrestlers who you can talk about in the women's division who have a layer of history, who are the top of the card. Your Charlottes, your Baileys, your Beckys, all of that. But Tegan has a particular history that makes her particularly quite likable. The fact that she's had to overcome some of the most 
deliberately painful injuries that you could sustain, your knee injury, something that's particularly sidelined guys like Seth Rollins for several months out of the year in his WWE Championship run. We as fans are aware of the significance of knee injuries, let alone receiving it three times in what I can only assume was the same knee. So for me, Tegan Knox is an incredibly well-sympathetic babyface that WWE really needs right now with Bailey and Sasha and Becky and Charlotte all for the most part taking on predominantly heel roles. I know Sasha's just turned babyface, but we really need some like big powerful babyfaces on this roster. So Tegan Knox is a great opportunity to rise up the ranks here. So my tagline for Tegan for this episode of Wrestling With Fiction is sidelined with several injuries, Lady Kane must conquer years of self-doubt to fulfill dreams that go beyond the scope of the authority itself. Because it's fair to say that a lot of things with Tegan Knox's injuries, like the match with Rhea Ripley and other instances, she has had to fight despite having a knee injury. Keep in mind, she kept on going with a knee injury, but was forced to stop the match. That is a baby face move if I have not seen one, that even being injured in real life just kept going. There's a layer of courageousness that can be identifiable with her whole personality. Her persona, she dresses up as Captain Marvel for God's sakes. There is a lot you could unpack with Tika Knox's character that can make her an incredibly strong, resilient babyface. One that I think is currently missing off of the WWE main roster and has just enough of a weakness that you can really capitalize on and fulfill with various other wrestling characters. So with that out of the way, my reasoning kind of put to bed here. I think it's time that we begin to book Tegan Knox and where I could see Tegan Knox going from this point. Because keep in mind, she hasn't really done anything on Raw at this point. So, without further ado, let's make the girl with the shiniest wizard shine brighter than she ever has before. <laughs> Right, so our story begins post-Survivor Series. Thank god I put post-Survivor Series considering they just announced the Survivor Series teams. Tegan Knox begins her very first appearance on Raw being interviewed by Charlie Caruso, who asks why she's been absent from several months of television since being drafted to the Raw roster. Tegan runs down her history of injuries since arriving in WWE, the countless knee surgeries, her time outside the ring trying to adjust her style to accommodate these injuries. Tegan also addresses that despite her not being fully ready to come back as a singles competitor, she initially teamed with Shotzi Blackheart to get her more comfortable in the ring. And after having a match with the likes of Tamina in a singles capacity, she feels that now, after that successful win and some more time to adjust to her several knee injuries, that she's ready to have a successful singles career on the Raw roster. But before she can really like give more emphasis to this, she is interrupted by Queen Selena, who decrees that a star that has fallen so low as Tegan Knox should not be in the presence of a queen. 
This leads to a match being set up for next week and advertised as Tiganox's big return. It's Tiganox versus Queen Selena. The match is a very back and forth affair until the closing stretch of the match where Tiganox goes for a Shining Wizard. She attempts to connect the Shining Wizard but ends up hitting her knee on an exposed turnbuckle which allows Selena to get a quick roll up for her to pick up the victory. Tiganox taps her knee in frustration and feels the constant pain as she struggles to get up with several referee staff and personnel attempting to help up Tiganox. Commentators put over the history of Tiganox and her knee brace that she has on during her matches and wondering, is this the last that we could see of Tiganox? Can she still keep working under the pressures of a WWE schedule? They run down her history with the Mae Young Classic and so on. The next week, Tegan Knox demands a rematch against Selena Vega where she is interrupted by Sonya Deville who says that Tegan, while I respect your effort and determination, the effort you have gave time and time again is outstanding. But with all due respect, you're in no position to be making demands. After the performance you gave last week, you are lucky that you're even on this roster. Tegan simply responds by saying, okay, Maybe I overestimated what I could do last week, but I'm telling you, give me 15 minutes with Selena and I can silence your doubts. I, I can still go. I know I can do it. These people know I can do it. Just just please give me another chance. Sonya reluctantly accepts, but states that she's only got 15 minutes, as if she can't beat Selena, then they'll have to talk further about her future on Raw. So... Just like that, next week is another match between Tegan Knox and Selena Vega, this time with a 15 minute time limit. Tegan Knox and Selena Vega have a very good back and forth 15 minute clash in which Tegan manages to overcome a lot of Selena Vega's offense, hitting a shining wizard onto Selena and with the distraction of Carmella, giving just enough time for Tegan Knox to go and crawl to the cover one, two, the time expires. Even with the interference of Carmella, it looked like Tegan Knox was about to get the win, but the distraction was too much, so Tegan just misses the time limit cap. Carmella and Selena Vegeta begin attacking Tegan Knox at the end of the bell, assaulting her, Carmella hitting her with that trademark master that she now has, Selena with her scepter hitting the injured knee of Tegan Knox before Sonya Deville comes out once again. She quickly demands that the women stop attacking Tegan Knox and says that this match will go on for another five minutes as she did not supposedly account for entrances. Tegan Knox attempts to fight and fight continually trying to fight back against the orphans against Selena in the final five minutes but her knee gives out allowing Selena to pick up another victory. Tegan Knox has lost again and the doubts are beginning to show. The next week, Tegan Knox cuts a promo saying that she was screwed over. Sometimes I feel that the world is against me. Days where I just want to quit, days where my legs struggle to get out of bed, but I keep going. I keep trying, but I do it because of everyone in this building. And no matter how many times I fall, no matter how many times I struggle to get up, I will keep being the shining light of Monday Night Raw. I may keep losing, but eventually, the shiniest winners will eventually shine brightest on the grandest stage of professional wrestling. 
Sonya Deville once again comes out explaining that her actions were doing what was necessary to keep Tegan Knox safe. She's seen a lot of wrestlers in this time who have worked so hard and been ending their careers. People like Paige, AJ Lee and so on who just went a little too far and just end up getting just a little too injured to keep going. Every opportunity that she has been given she just keeps failing according to Deville. So it is with great misfortune that she announces to Tegan Knox that if she loses one more time and does not prove that she is capable of being a consistent talent on the WWE main roster, she will have no choice but to discontinue and release Tegan Knox from WWE. She can't keep having someone who is so injury prone on their roster. So immediately as this announcement ends, she introduces Carmella, and just like that, Tegan Knox and Carmella have a match completely right then and then. Tegan Knox starts out the match and attempts to overcome the style of Carmella eventually beating Carmella with the chokeslam for the 1-2-3. Tegan Knox is trying to avoid using her knee at this point. From this point, the shining wizard that Tegan Knox uses is almost a last gambit, a trump card out of the hole. If Tegan Knox uses this, it is a last minute trump card. She will rely on the chokeslam, but if things get too desperate, she will attempt to use the shining wizard. From this point, we almost get an open challenge of sorts for Tikinox to show that she's still worthy of being on the WWE main roster. Women who would potentially be featured on NXT now start crawling up to the main roster as almost an open challenge, a set of conditions to see if Tikinox can still go, people like Cora Jade, Electra Lopez and so on. Tikinox would eventually overcome all of these people beginning to show that she is a lot more reliable than people give her credit for. And it's through these opening weeks that we build up to the final couple weeks before TLC. All of it culminating to Sonya Deville stating to Tegan Knox that, Tegan, you have been winning. You've been a real marvel the past few weeks. However, these matches appear to be too close for comfort. Whilst you are achieving beyond what many people would expect of someone with several injuries to the knee, I can't comfortably say that you are entirely ready to be an active competitor on the main roster. Results that could have gone either way don't prove enough to me, Tegan. To be a WWE superstar, you need to overcome adversity. Rise to the occasion. Fight till you can't anymore. Even against your toughest challenge. So... I called in some favours with Fox, and I've got you a special opponent for TLC. And Sonya Deville quickly signals to the back where she brings out Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler is fighting Tegan Knox at TLC in what can only really be described as an act to possibly end Tegan Knox's career. And so. We reach TLC. Once again, the stakes couldn't be higher. If Tegan Knox loses, she is released by WWE. Baszler immediately targets the leg, focusing on that injured knee, and at the very opening stages of the match, removes the knee brace that Tegan Knox holds on her right knee, assaulting it and hitting it into several times throughout the match onto steel steps. She focuses on this several times trying to force Tegan Knox to submit to whatever submission hold that she has at her disposal, but Tegan Knox just won't quit. 
Nox fights harder and harder than she has before, some people comparing this to an old match that she had with Rhea Ripley, where she once injured her knee and kept going to spike the pain. Being thrown down several times onto her knee, Tika Nox eventually begins to fight back, hitting a chokeslam on one leg onto Shayna Baszler, but only really getting a two and a half. So close. In the meantime, while this is also happening, we see Sonya Deville, fully dressed in a suit, covering up her t-shirt, sitting on commentary. Shayna Baszler eventually goes for a knee, but inadvertently hits the referee, allowing Tikanox just enough time and just enough luck to hit the Shining Wizard. We get her getting the visual pinfall of one, two, three, but it just isn't enough because the referee is still knocked out with no referee in sight. As this happens, Tiga Knox, clutching her injured knee with her knee brace out, goes to the corner and preps for another Shining Wizard. This is when a mysterious person cloaked in heavy clothing begins to assault Tiga Knox with her own knee brace, attacking and assaulting her knee as Sonya Deville goes down to the ring to stop the carnage. However, she quickly pats the assailant on the back, allowing her to hit what looks to be a go-to-sleep variation kicking them in the face. Some might resemble a go-to-kick. As Sonya Deville quickly unbuttons her blazer, unbuttons her t-shirt to reveal a referee shirt. With this, Shayna Baszler cradles to the cover. Sonya Deville hits the count. One, two, three. Tegan Knox loses at TLC. It's at this point that Shayna Baszler shakes the hand of Sonya Deville and quickly leaves, having won a big victory and a promise at a women's championship down the line. With this, Shayna Baszler unveils the master assailant who reveals to be none other than Dakota Kai, someone who's been on several dark matches on SmackDown and has been a promising rising star on the NXT roster, alongside having several feuds with Tegan Knox in the past. With it, we close out this segment with Sonya Deville grabbing her raw contract of Tegan Knox and ripping it in front of Tegan Knox's face. Tegan Knox is no longer signed to the WWE. And with that, the woman with the shiniest wizard has been shunned out of the WWE universe. <laughs> The next night on Raw, Sonya Deville explains her actions, why she attacked Tegan Knox, and why she was being so harsh to her in the first place. She states that Knox was a lost cause the minute she stepped foot onto the main roster. Every step of the way, she was handed opportunities. A spot in the Mae Young Classic, twice, War Games, the main roster. I was forced to be a laughingstock on a reality show. I came out publicly on national television. I lost my job to a former best friend and her meat-obsessed boyfriend. But tell me who got all the opportunities. Who grinded it out on the main roster with no injuries? No time off and no respect. I have gave everything to this company and did not even get a portion of what she received. So you're telling me that she deserved another chance? Tegan didn't deserve any chance on this roster. So you know what? Yes, I took matters into my own hands because if the WWE Universe refuses to let me shine, 
then I decide who shines in this company. Tegan Knox does not and will never exist in the WWE Universe again because let's face reality here. The only thing that shone in her career was when I ripped her contract in half and sent her to the unemployment line. Because I am Sonya Deville, I deserved better, and I have earned everything that I have got in this company. The universe doesn't revolve around you, Tegan. It revolves around me. Dakota Kai also corroborates this story, stating that Tegan Knox has only really stolen opportunities from people. When she returned from knee injury and several other injuries from the hands of people like Shayna Baszler, nobody cared about her. They only really cared about Tegan Knox. Everybody has overshadowed Dakota Kai, and the only one who saw her true potential was Sonya Deville. So she did what she did out of courtesy, out of a favor, and to further establish that she deserved better. We don't see Tegan Knox for several months, allowing Dakota Kai to continue her feud with Raquel Gonzalez. This would continue for several weeks up until a big, eventful, no-holds-barred match between the pair, where we would see Tegan Knox come out from the stands of NXT to attack Dakota Kai, allowing Raquel Gonzalez to eventually win the program. Tegan Knox comes out all fully dressed in clothes, still wearing the knee brace that she was eventually taken off by Shayna Baszler, where she rips a section of it apart and leaves it on Dakota Kai. It is revealed, likewise with Samoa Joe, that NXT has given Tegan Knox a contract, as whilst NXT and Raw are considered two very different entities. Regal sympathizes with Tegan Knox having to overcome so much, but only getting so far. So just like Samoa Joe, Tegan Knox is now signed back with NXT. And he says to Tegan that he can't guarantee that she'll return to Raw, but Regal says that he can at least keep the door open. From this point, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai begin having several backstage interactions, having several backstage assaults that lead several people in NXT to break them up on several occasions. During this, we get a big eventful promo from Tegan Knox. She says that several months ago, she was living her dream. Even though I debuted on SmackDown, my heart was always set on Raw. The show I watched endlessly as a kid. The place where I stole a chokeslam from a certain big red machine. <laughs> but the main reason I wanted to go to Raw was to be an inspiration to every woman in the locker room. To every woman who has been knocked down and down again by the universe. And she stops for a second and looks directly into the camera. Even when it has. So, for while I still have some of your precious time, I want to get something off my chest. Sonia, a month ago when I was rehabbing my knee, you said something that... And she looks around to the NXT crowd. Oh, fuck it, it really pissed me off. You called WWE Raw your universe. Well then, let me tell you something. I don't care if this is your universe, galaxy, or whatever you want to call it. You tried to end my career more than anybody else has ever dared to try. So listen carefully, Sonya. Because your universe is set to be conquered. Not by Lady Kane, not by the woman with the shiniest wizard, but by the conqueror of the cosmos. So Sonya, 
sit tight in your office. Because one by one, I will do everything in my power to make your universe fall. At that point, Tiganox drops the mic and we have ourselves a brand new nickname that Tiganox will be going by, the Conqueror of the Cosmos. Tiganox, a person set to go from the galaxy and beyond. Nothing in space and time can conquer the shiniest wizard of professional wrestling. Every poem that she beats in the build-up to trying to get the attention of Sonya Deville is kind of just like showing how much better Tiganox is, how much her new set of rehab has really made Tiganox a much more all-around better performer. She seems more tactical, a lot more smarter with her moves. She's not just risking the Shining Wizard like in several other matches as a last-minute resort. And with this, each and every single person that she faces, she takes a portion of her old knee brace and it leaves it on her heel opponents, kind of sending a message to Sonya Deville that she is coming. Now, some of you might be saying, if this is on NXT, what, what is happening on Raw? Why are we not getting anything with Sonya Deville? Well, basically, throughout the coming weeks of this, we will see in various backstage segments on episodes of Raw and SmackDown as Sonya Deville is managing the two separate shows. Sonya Deville casually making decisions whilst in the background we see episodes of NXT 2.0 on one week delay. Where, who is on the show? It's Tegan Knox. And at the end of every single segment, we see Sonya Deville just turn her chair around and glance at Tegan Knox. The universe that is Sonya Deville's beginning to show signs of being infiltrated. And also, it's just a really nice, you know, crossover between NXT 2.0 and Raw. You know, make the show seem important and try and build a sort of audience? Because that's really what it needs, but that that's a side tangent. Moving on. This all culminates into a very special tournament, a two-night event for NXT 2.0, which is what I'm going to be calling the Superstar Showcase Tournament, a special tournament dedicated to the youngest and brightest stars of NXT 2.0 for men and women. Basically, a tournament that guarantees whoever wins a showcase match on any show on the WWE's main roster. Culminating for the finals of the women's side, Tegan Knox versus Dakota Kai. In this, it is a very much a back and forth affair, with Tegan Knox doing everything that she can to target the injured knee and really focus on injuring Dakota Kai's knee in response to her actions. We begin to see more of that twisted side of Dakota Kai that's starting to come out on NXT 2.0. And at the end of it, Tegan Knox somehow, some way, overcomes her several knee injuries to hit a shining wizard for the 1-2-3. Tegan Knox successfully beats Dakota Kai and is offered a contract to have a match of her choosing against anybody on the main roster. The question is, who does she face? I think you already know, but let's move on to Act 3. So, what do we do from here? So, 
During an episode of SmackDown in a championship contenders match, we see Sonya Deville beginning to interfere in a match between Naomi and SmackDown Women's Champion Shayna Baszler, believing that she can't really hang. And it's during this point that we see coming out from the rafters and coming out from the stands once again, it's Tegan Knox holding up her like old knee brace that she's been tearing apart, heading down to the ring and straight up attacking Sonya Deville from out of nowhere, giving just enough of a distraction for Naomi to pick up a win on Shayna Baszler, in which they begin brawling and Sonya Deville and Tegan Knox begin brawling into the outside of the ring. They ended up breaking up by security in which Tegan Knox smiles as the Conqueror of the Cosmos has invaded SmackDown and just like that in a matter of moments does what every wrestler does when they have a particular thing. They point to the WrestleMania sign <laughs> because by this point we are in the build to WrestleMania about a couple months away and with it we now have a match set. Despite Sonya Deville saying that she can't because she's technically not an active competitor, due to her history down in NXT and some reasoning from William Regal, Adam Pearce ends up approving the match saying that Sonya Deville was once an active competitor and has got herself involved in various things involving Naomi and also recently Tegan Knox. Basically setting up this match as a no holds barred match because Tegan Knox wants to completely destroy this universe. So with it, the next week, Sonya Deville addresses the crowd and says with permission of security that she invites Tegan Knox down to the ring to confront her about this situation because she does not want to fight Tegan Knox. She doesn't. Of course, Tegan Knox pretty much says that there's no other choice around this. I am going to beat the living S word out of you at WrestleMania. You tried to take my career, so I'm going to take your job. <laughs> so with that, we have additional things set in as uh, we're going to say that Tegan Knox was smart and with some help from William Regal, who was kind enough to bring her back in, that she put in some extra stuff in the contract saying that if Sonya Deville loses, she must step down from being one of the several helpers of Raw. I don't really remember the title but must return as a full-time active competitor if she loses. And just to keep it interesting, Sonya Deville also makes a condition via, you know, her power of authority that if Tegan loses, she must once again be released by WWE, this time never being able to return again. No NXT, no nothing. So it's from this point, Tegan Knox is now back on Raw and she's being forced into a gauntlet of opponents where she is once again confronted by SmackDown Women's Champion Shayna Baszler in a non-title bout, where Sonya Deville gets involved. I know people are going to hate this, but we kind of need some clean finishes here. Sonya Deville picks up the win, once again trying to weaken the knee in the build to WrestleMania. Sonya Deville once again comes in to take advantage. And this is only mostly done to show that, you know, keep Tikanox semi-vulnerable, but also to kind of highlight Shayna Baszler as a strong champion, all the while showing that Sonya Deville still has a lot of power and potential because like, like Shayna Baszler, she has like a mixed martial arts background. She knows how to lock in knee bars and such and such. So that works out kind of well and it gets us away from screwy finishes. 
And so with it, we get finally a extra bit in the build to WrestleMania, a simple contract signing where because both of them dislike each other so much, they have to sign it separately from different areas throughout the building. This all culminating at WrestleMania. Sonya Deville comes out in a very, the only way I can really describe it is a Triple H style entrance. If you guys remember the one from WrestleMania 32, where you have all the like skulled suited henchmen, kind of like that, where, you know, they're all saying like, all hail Sonya, all hail Sonya. <laughs> As Sonya Deville walks down to the ring like a tyrannical dictator, Tegan Knox comes out with a you know, variant of her Captain Marvel gear trying to go beyond the galaxy and beyond. And we get just a hardcore back and forth between the pair. Sonya Deville using a mixture of like weapons and submissions to really lock down Tegan's knee. We see throughout the match as Tegan Knox goes for several moves, her knee gives out. Uh, we see also with it with Tegan Knox being a, you know, true fighter in all this stuff. I really want this to be kind of their, you know, Britt Baker, Thunderosa match for WWE, if you know what I mean. Where Tegan Knox like spears, uh, Sonya Deville through a table, you know, really trying to do like as much as she can. We see once again Dakota Kai still like envious of what Tegan Knox has been doing, trying to get involved, but Tegan Knox counters just enough to isolate her and hit her completely out of the match, potentially maybe throwing her off the stage onto a table. That kind of fun stuff, but allowing just enough of a distraction to allow Sonya Deville to hit a huge punch and targeting the leg for the one, two, two and a half. It's so close. Sonya is furious as she tries to get up. She's going for another shot at the knee. However, Tegan Knox just being a little too smart. She ends up hitting just a shining wizard into the punch. They clash and rather than Tegan Knox just falling back like she has time and time again, we get a just like pure babyface scream, primordial rage as she goes for a choke slam, setting up for another shining wizard for the one, two, Three, Tegan Knox defeats Sonya Deville on the grandest stage of them all. Hook and by crook with every odd stacked against her. Tegan Knox overcomes authority. She conquers the universe that Sonya Deville has put upon her. Injury after injury finally culminating into a grand moment at WrestleMania. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how I would personally book Tegan Knox. Where would you go from here, potentially? I think with this point, you would have established a full-on baby face that you could slot into a main event program with Becky Lynch, for example. Maybe even a Charlotte Flair. And have just that good, pure underdog baby face with a bit of an edge to them now, thanks to the Conqueror of the Cosmos gimmick. Building up to maybe even a strong new top contender inside the women's division. Because let's face it here, whether you're Lady Kane, or the woman with the shiniest wizard, or even a conqueror of the cosmos, there is nobody in WWE currently who is like Tegan Knox. Oh baby, oh god, I am, 
I'm really surprised of how that booking went personally. Uh, to go into detail about this, I was not expecting to find such a, like, strong babyface fire when initially writing Tegan Knox, but the more I thought about it and the amount of, like, bad luck that she has, you know, that it felt like there was going to be, like, a snapping point for her character, you know? And I, I do generally believe that Tegan Knox, as a character, has so much potential to grow. Like, she's got a huge upside on her, just from her look, her whole, like, relationship with wrestlers, like, the whole thing with Kane, you know, the brief little crossover that she did, like, doing a workout with Brie Larson as, like, Captain Marvel. I feel like, you know, given enough time on the main roster, she could be one of the biggest stars in the Raw Women's Division. And I hope that was really carried strongly throughout this booking. Uh, for me, personally, I think it was about time you needed someone to, like, get the comeuppets for Sonya Deville. I was thinking Naomi, but, you know, there hasn't really been given any reasoning behind the Sonya Deville thing. So at least with, like, Sonya Deville, you got the history of NXT, kind of like the portrayal of certain NXT women here and there, and how it doesn't really usually translate to main roster success. I, I personally think this was, like, a solid booking that wasn't too long, reasonably in a reasonable amount of time. I don't quite know what I'm saying here. <laughs> but nonetheless, probably one of my favourite bookings I've done so far, especially since I've recently came back. This was a really fun one to do, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. So, with that out of the way, please feel free to tell me what you think, what you liked, what you didn't like on... All of the social medias. You can find me on Twitter at Connor the Cooper. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Wrestling with Fiction. You can also find me on TikTok at Wrestling with Fiction, which is a whole other thing. And with it, if you want to catch this in kind of like a more just relaxed video version with timestamps included, uh, you'll be able to find that within like a week or so because I'm trying to find a good schedule to upload this stuff onto YouTube. So. With that said, I want to say thank you all so much for listening. Thank you all for being so supportive and giving to these recent episodes of Wrestling With Fiction. I found they've been doing a lot better than I expected. <laughs> so with all of that, once again, thank you all so much for listening. I hope all of you have a lovely day. And remember everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody.